on the platform itself, basically what you're doing is taking a shortcut to the top. Is that it? So when somebody searches for cat food, if you have a product that's cat food that was previously on page 49 of all the results pages, boom, you go straight to the top. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. And if that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. Hey folks, this is Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. If you would like resources and links and other help, to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 395. So today we are still on the topic of Amazon ads, otherwise known as AMS or the Amazon Advertising Console. If you're up to date, changes every few months, but the system is broadly similar. We talked in the last episode about the big picture, how to, should you do it, who should use it, when should you use it, that kind of thing. So we're going to talk a bit more about how to actually do that. So Jason, what are your main sort of how-to tips or thoughts on this? I'm a very basic guy, so I would just say, what URL are you supposed to go to get to the advertising opportunities on Amazon? In the US, it's advertising.amazon.com, just so you know. So let's start with the very basics, and then we'll dive into further detail from there. But yeah, let's let's break down some details. I know this can be overwhelming. If you're brand new to this, we're going to try to orient a conversation so that it works for you. And we explain this from top level down. If you're not new to Amazon ads, you're a veteran, then you'll be very familiar with a lot of these ideas and concepts. But let's jump into it, Michael. What are the opportunities in terms of the types of ad that someone can use on the platform? Sure. So the main one that's been around for several years, sponsored product ads, I still think is the meat and potatoes of it. It's going to be where most people should spend most of their time. However, there are some opportunities with a couple of new things which keep changing their names slightly all the time. So by the time you hear this, it may have changed, but it's sponsored brands and sponsored display ads, which broadly speaking will give you a, a bit more creative control, but then it's a bit harder to measure return on investment. So that's broadly speaking the difference. There's also another way of dividing it up so you said sponsored products are the primary ad product you can use. What does a sponsored product do? What, what, what happens if you set up a sponsored product campaign on Amazon? So the first thing is you don't need to create the ad. It's basically drawn from the listing and it is more or less looks like the normal organic listing result by design so that they just put the word sponsored in the corner. But otherwise the consumer, it just feels fairly literally organic experience. And you just can keep it as simple as possible. You can just start with what's called an auto campaign. So you simply put in the budget that you're going to spend per day on your advertising campaign, the bid, and then you decide what product listings you're targeting, and then you hit go. And that is it. So that is the simplest way to do it. A lot of people don't even do that. So that would be my first put of call. And on the platform itself, basically what you're doing is taking a shortcut to the top. 
Is that it? So when somebody searches for cat food, if you have a product that's cat food that was previously on page 49 of all the results pages, boom, you go straight to the top and then you're just, it's in this, it just says sponsored, but your product is listed there above all the other organic cat food products. In principle, you're absolutely right. In practice, of course, you're not the only person advertising on the word cat food. So there will be a hierarchy, just like with Google ads. In, in Google, famously, they have a quality score, which they take very seriously. I honestly don't know how far that figures into the Amazon ad algorithm. It's got to be in there somewhere, but it's going to be a blend of how high you bid relative to everyone else and then how relevant your result is uh, as well. So if you're advertising uh, on the word cat food and you're selling dog food, apart from it being an odd thing to do, but people do related strange things, not quite as crass as that, then you probably won't rank even on the sponsored ads as well as you could. So there has to be relevancy as well. But in, anyway, if you don't have good relevancy, you won't have good click through and you won't get sales anyway. So you should always have good relevancy between what your product actually offers and what you're advertising on. Sounds obvious, but a lot of people break that and just throw keywords at the ad and that's not a good plan. So you mentioned a couple of things there that I want to pull out. So one is it's keyword driven work. How do you best find the right keywords to actually set up ads against? Like what tools or resources or ideas do you use to find the, all the options for keywords? So this comes really back to the, this, the flip side of the market research I think anyone should do. And we talked about that in the last episode that the advertising is the flip side of the market research. So it's the same answer, I guess, to what I would do before I even start developing a product, which is talk to people and it's less people driven because it's keywords, but I want to understand if they write the word cat food or cat food, long hair, what is it they're intending to get? And in that case, it's pretty obvious, but in some cases it's not quite so obvious exactly what result they want. So I want to understand the intent behind the search term. And that comes down to understanding my customer and you will not get that data on Amazon. There is no real demographic data that is given to us as Amazon third-party sellers. I'm sure Amazon has bucket loads of it. So therefore, I think the solution to that is the conversations. And I think you should have those before you even get the product made. But that's one thing is just to understand the intent behind the keyword. The other thing in terms of tools, two tools that I use, I mean, Helium 10 is the most widely trusted and used one that I've come across. I tend to use that myself these days. There's also Viral Launch, there's Jungle Scout. They do similar things. I've used them all in the past. So I would use a couple of sets of tools. One is the magnets keyword tool on helium 10's web app so i would find things like the search volume and how competitive keywords are and i'd also use the helium 10 chrome extension to analyze the market for each individual keyword as well i've heard of two other tools and that you didn't mention one was merchant words Additionally, is Merchant Words, is that a good tool or have any experience with it or anything? I have a lot of experience with Merchant Words. First, first of all, with Merchant Words, there are two, I think, problems with using keyword tools that are there to give you more keyword ideas. And first of all, I don't think we all need more data unless you have a sort of brain like a steel trap that works like a computer because it's hard to make sense of. It takes a lot of processing time. Even if you're giving it to a VA, it's still cost and time and money to process data and evaluate keywords. So I'm not sure about the whole thing strategically of getting more keyword data. I don't think in most cases it's a good plan. I would honestly use Amazon Autocomplete. And if you put in cat food, it will come up with cat food, long hair, cat food, short hair, cat food for this. There'll be 10, 12, 14 different keywords to investigate, many of which may trigger in your mind when you're looking other keywords. The second thing is merchant words and many other keyword tools are based on Google data, not Amazon data. So it's not really platform specific. 
as far as I know, I haven't used it for a few years for that reason, so they may have changed things. But honestly, if you're going to get Google-specific keywords and you want to get broader and brainstorming, if you like, via computer, I would use a reverse ASIN, which means you put in the ASIN number and then you get a bunch of keywords out of it for which that ASIN ranks. You can end up with five, 600 keywords for that. How do you do that? What's the process to do that? I can't remember the name of the reverse ASIN tool on Helium 10, but it's pretty common. There's the keyword inspector if you don't want to subscribe to a tool like Helium 10. But you put in the ASIN, i.e. the Amazon identifying number, and it spits out a bunch of keywords that ASIN ranks for. Unfortunately, even one product listing will potentially give you several hundred keywords, and then you've got to do something with that data. And I think for a lot of people, that's a distraction. Amazon Autocomplete does a good job of giving you the basic keywords, in my opinion. So you've got, let's say, a list. Autocomplete gives you, what, maybe a dozen, 20 maybe? Roughly, yeah, around a dozen, often. Something like that. And if you really geek out and you do the reverse ASIN lookup stuff and you end up with hundreds of keywords, either way, you've got all your keywords. You've got all the keywords you want to test. Then you mentioned this other idea, which I want to make sure we don't gloss over, which is that this is a a bid-based system. Now, if you're brand new to ad platforms, Let's talk a little bit about what that means, that you've got basically a marketplace running behind the scenes. And if Michael and I are both selling cat food and we both want to set up ads against the phrase cat, then we are competing against each other in terms of how much we're willing to spend to get the number one spot. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 395. And if you spend more than me in your bid, you're number one and I'm number two. And if I spend more than you, then I'm number one and you're number two. And it's just that simple, really, in a way, and over time, there's obviously lots of advertisers doing this. And so you have to insert your willingness to bid against a key phrase. And I don't think we should gloss over that because that's like a key component, technical component of this whole system. It kind of all hinges on this reverse auction or auction concept. What are your thoughts on that and your strategy there? Do you always try to be the number one person? Is it good enough to just be in the ballpark on the ads that are listed or what's your thought on that piece? It's a good question. Again, to put it back in context, I think And it's so important to keep revisiting this because so many people come to me with unrealistic expectations, even after they've been selling on Amazon for two years. So this is a widespread error. The economics of your product are determined by, not by you, but by your marketplace and your supplier. And it's the leverage, it's the arbitrage between the two is effectively what we're doing. We're retailing. So we buy whatever price from the supplier, either from a wholesaler or from a supplier, if it's private labeling or whatever, and we're selling into the market. So if you pick a keyword market where the price point that you can sell for is $5, but it's very popular amongst advertisers, you can just see that on the search results. If there's tons and tons of sponsored ads, you will see it. It's not subtle. Then what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to be spending a lot of money to outbid other people just to rank for those keywords. And then when I sell, I'm going to sell for a tiny price point. And bear in mind, Amazon does not work like the Shopify thing where you sell something for $2 and then upsell them to $5, upsell them to $50. And you're looking at the ad cost versus lifetime customer value. That's the kind of economics of the advertising there, right? On Amazon, you have to make each sale profitable, basically, or you won't profit. You can cross and upsell to a degree, but it's very hard to engineer. And there's 100% of Amazon's control. You can influence it, but you don't control it. So I think that's a very risky strategy, unless you have a very sophisticated 
back end, which is very unusual. Just to correct one bit there, you, you said you sell for a tiny price point, but I think what you meant is you sell for a tiny margin. Yes, that's true. But yeah. So meaning your profit is tiny if you've consumed all of the money on cost of goods plus advertising. Yeah. Yes, that's true. What I'm interested in is profit. So I guess we're both after the same thing. But what I would say is if you're selling something for five bucks and it's not that uncommon that so somebody s- tries to sell something for $10 that they've sourced from China for $3 and then they're going to pay the 15% commission and whatever. And then maybe they've got $4 left in it. It's very easy to spend $20 on Amazon ads to get that sale. That's horrific economics. So the economics of your product aside, you're going to have to be spectacularly good if you're going to try and break into a market where everyone is bidding on the keywords because it's an obvious, easy, cheap product, but the price point you can get for it doesn't allow for much profit. So really, it's very dangerous to go into a market that's extremely popular with a low price point. If you're going to go into a market where you have to fight your way to the top of the keywords, you better have a price point and a good margin, and then you might have some possibility of making profit. What's a rule of thumb there for your price point or for the margin? What I've always heard, and I'll tell you where I heard it from, I've always heard that you should have a product price on Amazon at least $20. Yeah, I wouldn't personally go for lower or advise people. Yeah, that sounds about right. As an absolute minimum over time, because Amazon advertising is becoming bigger and bigger percentage of people's spend. In other words, the profit margin is getting eaten away by Amazon's advertising, then I think you should be pushing up higher if you can afford to do it i think a a decent high price point product it protects you from a lot you don't have to be so skillful at micromanaging the details and the economics if you've got a price point of 150 dollars and you've got good sales velocity which can be achieved then you are protected against not being very skillful at micromanaging the amazon ad spend so maybe if you're selling something for 150 dollars for starters far fewer people can afford or can be bothered to enter that market so you have fewer people wanting to bid on the ads so that keeps the cost low and the second thing is maybe the adverts cost you, maybe it's a dollar a click, uh, as opposed to the cat food, which might be $2 a click. So both sides of the profit equation, the price you sell for and the cost you to get the sale are much more in your favor. And one of the members of my mastermind recently uh, was selling a product for his first major private label products, and it was selling for 150 bucks. And it took substantial capital to order it, but he did some smart things like putting a deposit down and then paying in tranches. We've talked about this before as a stock management and cash flow management mechanism. And he was absolutely killing it. He went from zero to $150,000 a month within about 15 months and doing very well because there's a lot of margin against it. You see built into that kind of thing. And it sounds strange to be talking about the price of the product when we're talking about Amazon ads, but they are intimately related because it is an economics driven model, as you've said yourself already. I totally agree. And so the price point of your product is central, how much you can spend on ads and your margin. This is a huge deal when you do your profit and loss statement for your business and you realize how much money can be vaporized through advertising that consumes basically all your profit. And that's just a big trap that you want to avoid. So that's a technical point about the bidding issues related to the Amazon advertising platform. And I let me just follow with one more question on that. What's your commentary about being number one versus just being in the game in terms of where you rank in the ad or the sponsored, you know, products, let's say for any given keyword, do you want to focus on being the number one Kaiser or do you not care? What's your thought on that? Any nuance there? I honestly really thought about it much. I don't hear a lot of people discussing it. So I would take it. That's not that important. I 
Yes, I would want to be on page one, though, because you can get sponsored ads for really popular keywords, popular with the advertisers, I should say, on multiple pages, and I'd rather be on page one. So that is worth fighting for, whether you're first, second, third position on page one. I guess it probably does make a difference. And honestly, I don't remember going into it. So it's a good question. <laughs> you should look into it. In terms of the slightly broader response to this, I would say it comes down to you whether you're a, did you call it hand grenades and horseshoes? So whether you're very aggressive, but not analytical, whether you're analytical, I guess if you're analytical, strictly speaking, the answer is it depends on the return on ad spend. There will be an optimum point where you get the best return on ad spend and it may not be position one, right? But the other one is some people don't have that mentality, but they're doing incredibly well in the mastermind. And I think for them, they simply have win. <laughs> As long as it's profitable, it has to be profitable, <laughs> but they are just very aggressive in a very aggressive environment. If you can, if you, we'll talk about sponsored brand ads, but if you can appear at the top of the page and sponsored brand ads, sponsored product ads, and then your organic listing, then you have a lot of real estate. You are big in the minds of the consumer and you are more likely to get the sale. And strategically, it's sometimes just as important to block your competitors from being in a slot than having it as well as having it yourself. Oh, so you just unlocked two or three new ideas. But let me just back up one second and ask you this one other question about keyword bidding strategy. Thanks very much for listening to today's conversation. Hope you're finding it useful. So the next little foray into the how-to part of our Amazon ads discussion, we're just going to mention some of the new options that Amazon's been providing recently around sponsored brands, sponsored display adverts, and also just to reiterate a few of the basic business disciplines that you need to apply to any form of paid search and not least Amazon ads as well. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 395. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.